This is the Magic Word Podcast.com. Hello, this is Scott Wells for the Magic Word Podcast.com. And yes, here we are. First of the year, first convention of the year, Magi Fest is always a good one to kick it off because it's typically the largest convention, one of the largest ones of the year, except for Magic Live. It used to certainly draw rival the attendance of up to nearly 1,500 people or so at this convention. Back when Jeff Hostetler and the Red Coach used to run the thing, it was really a wonderful convention, and it continues with that tradition right now with uh, uh, Andy Gladwin and Joshua Jay. Those guys are doing a great job, and they're bringing in a lot of younger people to this convention as well. I'd probably say that the average age is somewhere around, I don't know, 39. So it's always an exciting convention with a lot of uh, not just young people, but new ideas, fresh ideas, and it continues to grow every year. Last few years, it's been constrained to about 500 registrants because of COVID situations, but I believe they've opened it this year, and um, I'll find out when we get there about how many people are actually in attendance here for this year. But I'm guessing it's going to be uh, well, probably over 1,000 because there have been so many people who've been wanting to come. Anyhow, it's an uh, early time of the year, from which right now, as I'm uh, recording this, there are a lot of storms out west and as i'm awaiting my magic carpet on southwest here in houston to get out to columbus i am not sure if i'm going to be able to get there on time but we shall see because again the weather looks very bad out that way we did have some tornadoes here in houston and thank you for those of you who had reached out to me and asked how i'm doing thankfully it did not come in or near my neighborhood it was to the south of me a little bit houston is a big metroplex and so it really didn't get to where i am near the center of the city but it was more to the south uh, area. Anyhow, thank you very much, and all is well here. And again, kind of heading out to the Magi Fest here this morning, and it's going to be another great one. I know the Lance Burton is the guest of honor this year. Should be a lot of fun. As I said, right now it's wee early in the morning, and I am I here getting ready to um, board my magic carpet. And of course, what we always do is we have to have a little bit of sustenance. And this, since it is the first of the year, and it'll be my first Dunkin' Donuts experience of this year as well. I First of all, I have to thank Andy Lackey. This was great. I found yesterday I had an email that was from uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and it was a gift card. Uh, and it came from Andy Lackey, and he said, It would not be a magic convention, Magi Fest, without a chocolate chocolate donut and a, hmm, that's some good hot black coffee. <laughs> Thanks for all you do uh, to serve up magic community, Andy Lackey. Thank you, Andy, very much for your comments and for your dedication to listening to the podcast as well as uh, your donation for the donuts. <laughs> it's just been great. Speaking of which, let's just kind of see what we do have. And uh, as you had requested and as you purchased for me, <laughs> I do have a chocolate chocolate. And this morning, the alternative is a Boston cream, which is a little bit different. Not one that is icing, but it's just with powdered sugar and a little bit of icing or a little bit of a stuff on the inside there as well that's that uh, liquid gooiness that is a Boston cream and yes I tell you it's uh, wee early in the morning and it'll be light here soon so I need to have a little bit of coffee <clears throat> yeah that's some good hot black coffee <laughs> I'm gonna have some more hold on wow that's hot mm. 
That'll keep me awake. That opens my eyes. Well, anyhow, thank you guys very much again for tuning in and for listening to this episode. And this is the first of a three-day report from the Magi Fest in Columbus, Ohio. And it's going to be just uh, rocking and a lot of fun. And uh, tonight, uh, when we get there, we're going to be having uh, Thursday night Magic and Martinis with just a few people. I'm not sure who's going to show up at the bar because uh, the first thing out of the shoot after the dealers open at 5 o'clock actually is 5.30 to 6.30 will be my buddy Charles Green III who will be talking about Ionia and uh, I'm anxious to uh, see and hear that again although I have the book and uh, I have heard his lecture a time or two he just has he's he's just fascinating I love the man Uh, so anyhow I'm probably going to start happy hour a little bit earlier this evening for whoever shows up in the bar we'll see it may just be lonesome old me. I think Gwen Auger said that she might show up then as well. We shall see. Anyhow, I'm off to Columbus and to the snowy east coast, or I guess Midwest, I should say, there in Columbus. So, until I get to the other side, this is Scotty out. So we've arrived in, where are we? We're in Columbus, and we're getting ready here shortly to open up the registration desk in about a half hour. In the meantime, everybody is congregated. You can hear the cacophony behind me, and there's so much going on. And who do I see? First of all, I hear someone say, Scott, and there he is, the guest of honor himself, Lance Burton, my buddy. Hey there, man. Hey, Lance. Scott. How are, <laughs> How are you? You made it. I did. Now, you were here a day or so early. Kind of getting I drove ready. in from my farm yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we so who, got in last night. Who takes care of all of the animals? I mean, I know you got a few out there. My my assistant, Etta Lynn, who oh, yeah. many people have met over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's still in Vegas, but when I take off, she she flies in. No kidding. And she stays at the farm. And How keep, nice. She's watching Rocky and all the cats. And uh, I was gonna say Rocky's ten now, or your, your Rocky dog is, is thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, yeah. guys, you have had him for quite a while. Just the one dog. I thought you had yeah. more than that. Well, that's he's. We had more in the past, but they've all passed on. Okay. Okay. And you got horses out there, too? We have about 30, 40 cows there at the farm. Now, the cows, are you are they milking cows? Are they breeding, like, for, for steak eventually? Or yeah, what's no, a- when I was a kid, my grandpa had uh, uh, all kinds of cows, and he had about a dozen milk cows. Yeah. But the problem is, if you have milk cows, you got to get up real early. <laughs> they got to be milked twice a day. Yeah. And uh, nobody wants to do that now. So, no, we have no milk cows. But my... My brother-in-law and uh, my niece's husband, they take care of all the farm work. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's why I say I'm a gentleman farmer. <laughs> I sit on the back porch. Sipping iced tea. Sipping iced tea. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I farm. lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way to do it. And uh, so that's you got how many acres out there? Or Got a, a little over 100. Yeah. Now, how far outside of Louisville is that? It's, it's as far away from the cities as you can possibly get. <laughs> I'm about two hours from Louisville or about... Two hours from Nashville, the other drive. I've got to say that probably, although I've not been there, I can only imagine what the sky must look like at night because you're not oh, around it's, a lot it's, of lights. Oh, yeah, you can see more stars. The constellations. Out and you can there. See the, you can see the constellation much more than living in the city. You can yeah. see the Milky Way. You can see more stars than you realize when you're I, in the city. I'm envious. You know, I just think that would be so nice and quiet out there, certainly, oh, yeah. and uh, dark. And, yeah. And uh, now, have you had much snow so far this uh, with the season? We've had a little bit uh, around Christmas time, it dropped down way below zero. Hmm. We had a few inches of snow, so 
So fortunately, I knew it was coming, and yeah. I went to the grocery and stocked up yeah. on foods because I was literally snowed in for three or four days. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, when you're there, is it just you? I mean, uh, at Adeline, you said it just comes out from time to time. Yeah. So do you have the other people who are, who are helping you with the cattle then who no, stay there, I've, too? Or they gotta, well, they, they had homes, but, you know... They're, they're on got the a bunkhouse or something, or they got their own place? No, they got their own place. <laughs> I'm thinking of your place is kind of like on Yellowstone, you know, where you're going to have, hey, there's Gwen yeah, Auger. Hey there, baby. Uh, give me Gwen. a good Love you. Good to see Love you. you. We're going to have martinis here shortly, right? Yeah, we are. O'Shea. That's O'Shea. right. Did I, I said O'Shea, didn't O'Shea, I? did you? No, he did you said Auger this time. <laughs> you're getting so close you're every time. You're getting closer, though, Scott. You're getting closer every time. One day you'll get it right. <laughs> So uh, you got here then early, and yes. so you're going to be the guest of honor. Have you, have you attended this convention very often? Uh, the, in the, fir- past? the first time I came to the Magi Fest was with my with my mentor Harry Collins, and the I was Frito a teenager. Lay yes, Frito Lay magician, and uh, I was a teenager, so it must have been about 1977, 1978. Yeah. And uh, so it's well over 40 years ago. Now, wasn't am I correct in saying was it 79 or was it 78? I think it was 78 when you won uh, the grand uh, the, the gold medal in Louisville. I mean, in, that, in Evansville. That was 1980. 80 in Evansville. Evansville. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you come. Were you in the contest then and kind of working your act early here? No, I never. I never uh, performed at the Magi Fest. Because back then they had the competition. I don't know if they have competitions now anymore, but they had the red coats. You know, and Jeff Hostetler ran it and all that. Yeah, back then. I, 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 don't know. I can't remember. That's mm. that's forty years ago. Yeah. So well, I, I didn't, I didn't compete before I know. you were even born, yeah. Gwen. What? <laughs> oh no, guys, I'm old. <laughs> But, well, I'm glad to have you here because they always have some outstanding talent every year, and I'm looking forward to this. What I like about this convention is it seems that the average age, the median age is around 39. I mean, I feel like we are really the seniors here oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's a lot, lot of younger magicians, which is great. See, see a new, new approaches to magic. You, you know, I remember back in the 70s, uh, every I came a couple of times, but they always had Jay Marshall emceeing hmm. the Saturday night show. Yeah. He was the he was a regular here, so that was always good to see. Yep, yep. Jay. That's right. It's kind of like at uh, Colon, where they always had Carol Fox. Yes. And, and, uh, yes. and uh, some of the other guys, you know, who were part, you know, they were there then as well. And you've been going then to uh, this for how long? This is my first one. This is your first this one. This is my first oh, good. Magic Well, you're going to be in for a real treat here because it's a little bit different than other conventions. Well, I think so. Yeah. I took a little sneaky peek in the <laughs> dealer's room, and they've got uh, some books that I'm in. So they, I'm all right. they have a book I'm in. Oh, is that right? Which one is that? The Hermit. The Hermit Collection just came out. The Hermit Collection? The Hermit. What is that about? Tell me something about the book so we should the go Hermit out and buy it. The Hermit is a series of magic magazines monthly. Yeah. Uh, it's a subscription-based, but he put the, the all 12 into a compilation of two volumes. So it's two books. He being who? Scott Baird. He he runs The Hermit. So I wrote for a few of the months and uh, now they're in the compilation which is a hardcover and they're in the dealer's room. So get your copy now. Yeah, so if you're here, then you can uh, autograph. I can sign my pages, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Scott's well, not here, though, but I'll gonna, sign him. This is going to be a good convention. I'm looking forward to us uh, having a really great time here with uh, a lot of new friends, old friends, and uh, some new ideas and everything that are being taught. This is going to be a lot of fun. So good seeing you guys. Thank you, Lance. Thank you, Gwen. You're welcome. Thanks, we'll get Scott. on TV good later. Seeing you. Thanks for bringing the Magic Word <laughs> podcast. Hey, and you said you liked, you liked the recent one that I had posted oh. when we were out uh, in Did you record uh, that at Colon? It's been that long. Go back in August. The, I just let it go. The, if you have not heard the Matt King Joel Hodson pod, go back and listen to that. It is hilarious. 
almost as funny as the one with Fielding and me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just less alcohol. Less alcohol involved with that one. It was. So with Magic Word Podcast, that was Gwen Auger and, right? All right. <laughs> Lance Merton and Scotty L. So I'm here with Francois Xavier right now, and where, where do you live? Where are you from? I, I live in Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn. I, I you, don't up, sound, you don't have a Brooklyn uh, accent. No. I grew up in France. Uh, I got here 20 years ago, so yeah. yeah. And uh, here I am at Majifest. <laughs> and you go by FX. I go by FX, my initials. And it's not because you have special effects in your show or anything, is it? Uh, actually, I do. Okay. <laughs> no, but I, I, it's just easier for people to say my name, so that's why yeah. FX. It's just easier. Uh, so. Uh, is this your first uh, Magi Fest, or have you been to this? It's my second one. I was here last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my very first convention last year. A very small audience, so it was yeah, great. That's true. Uh, only 500 or so people. I hear this year it's going to be bigger, so we'll see. Uh, but uh, the number of people coming uh, is, is irrelevant. What's relevant is who's going to be on stage. <laughs> um, exactly. Who are you looking forward to seeing here? Uh, David Girard, uh, for sure. Um, there's uh, Paul Gertner. I mean, Paul, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, at least these two, and then whoever else I can see, uh, you know, I see uh, Gwen's here again, Lance is, is here, I'd like to right. meet him, uh, and as many people as I can meet, you know, just to, uh, it's the magician brotherhood. After <laughs> it, it really right? is. So, I'm glad to make your acquaintance here then as well, and let me just say to the listeners who are uh, listening then, by the way, about uh, why that I had cornered FX over here for that, because you'd come over to introduce yourself to me, because you said you follow the podcast, you like yeah, the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, I love the podcast. Because it's, it gives you an inside look at uh, what goes on in uh, in the life of as a magician, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes as a professional. I think there was a podcast about uh, I forgot his name, but he does a lot of trade shows, uh, and it gives oh, you Seth Kramer. Uh, yes, that, yes, that's what it was. It gives you an inside look at what it is to do that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't go into great details, but it just it gives you a little peek, yeah. uh, and I like that because you don't get that in books. And you could read about it, but hearing from someone who does it is totally different. Well, I'm thrilled also that you like the one that I did with uh, Tim Ellison and Nicholas J. Johnson yes. about the Magic Mythbusters. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. And, and, and in there, you mentioned uh, the paper that Josh wrote in 2014 yep. that I didn't know. So when in the podcast you talked about it, and I was like, oh, I got to look this up. So I stopped. Looked it up. So, oh, this is an amazing piece of research. And then he's releasing an update right and, now in a book. That's right. I'm <laughs> going to get a copy I, of that myself. I, I bought it already, so <laughs> I can't wait to see it. But uh, yeah, so, it is yeah. amazing. But I like what you're also saying as far as the dynamic that we had since we had two different speakers from yeah. different points of view. Yeah, it, it really it, it's different. Uh, I, I think it's true in every conversation, but in the podcast because everybody is remote. Um, I think it adds because when someone speaks. The second person can bounce off the comment, and and you can crack jokes, and it's just there's a triangle between you and the two others, and uh, it's not that when it's only two, it's not interesting. It is, but there's a little something extra. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I'm so I'm always pleased when I meet a listener and somebody. Hey, so you've been listening for a while, or you just found it recently? Uh, I actually I, I found it a while back, yeah. and uh, I come on and off. It you know depending on how much time yeah, I have. Well, of course. But, 
but uh, now recently I had more time, so I I Can't listened listen. I listened to the ones Thank that you, you know you did recently. So. <laughs> but I know you've done this for a long time, so it has been, and so you got a lot to listen to back in the archives as, as you have time. The one with uh, David Goldreich was great too, where he mm-hmm. you know he opened up about uh, something all, all these personal stuff. Yeah, you know there have been a few who have done that. I mean, if you go back and listen to one with Doc Eason, I mean it is a roller coaster of emotion about his life, and there are tears that you'll have. Another another one I had with with Tom Mullica about mm-hmm. when he was talking with his mother and saying I'm a homosexual and you know, I'm gay now and right. it's like how do you you know right. how she related to that I mean you know there are some that I just don't know which direction the conversation is going wow you know? but thank you for listening but uh, it makes it authentic and yeah. that's that's the value so thanks for doing that please, yeah. please continue oh I will <laughs> thanks very much it's over the Magic Word Podcast that was FX <laughs> Scotty Allen. all right As we're kind of uh, getting ready again still to stand up and get in the registration line, we've got a run across another friend of the magic word. That is Nancy Anderson. Hello, Nancy. Hello, Scott. Fancy Nancy. Fancy Nancy is here <laughs> one more time That's in right. person. We were just talking to uh, this other gentleman about podcasts. You said that she was, you liked the one with Jeanette Andrews recently. Well, first of all, you, I'm a devoted listener. I listen yeah. to you and your podcast interviews every week Thank you. and I promote it. But my good friend Jeanette Andrews was being interviewed by you and she's from Chicago. Yeah. And I just totally enjoy the way you handle the interview because she's so talented. Oh boy. And has an incredible background and she literally is elevating the art of magic. Mm-hmm. And that's so important for all of us. I'm not everybody knows Jeanette, and so that's why I really wanted to kind of bring her to a larger community because she doesn't attend or perform at magic conventions on a regular basis. So people don't know who that she is, probably outside of New York, where she works for a lot of corporate affairs and museum patrons and that kind of a thing. But when I saw her act and heard her lecture and just saw her perform close-up, I just thought it was so artful that uh, I, I loved it. I loved it. But uh, I know she's from Chicago, and the, when she was talking about Eugene Berger and all that, it was just yes. so fascinating. So Incredible, incredible. I'm here with friends from Chicago. We have here Scott Levin. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, TJ Tang. TJ, glad to meet you guys yes. as well. No, Scott used to be the past president of oh. Ring 43? or No, I've been in Ring 43 for, you know, 30 years probably. Okay. So I'm a life member of IBM and of SAM. Okay. Help, help the next generation coming up. Yep, That's me important. too. That is, absolutely. So. And DJ? Yes, Sam. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And both been in Chicago all of your lives, pretty much? We have been. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Half my life, so yes. <laughs> what, about com- what about coming to the Magi Fest? Since it's not that far over, have you come to this very often in the past? This is this is my second one. This is also my second one. I mean, the last time was right before the pandemic. Right? So you've been coming for a while, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The first year that I came was uh, 2017, and I have not stopped ever since. So tell me uh, also about how Chicago Magic Lounge is coming along then yes. after, of course, we're kind of out of COVID as far as I assume things are kind of back in normal as it will. It is. It's it's a busy place, yeah. right? I mean, we typically it's busy. go Blossomy. regularly. In fact, if you want a really good interview, Tim Felix is closing Midwest Magic. I, I heard he was going to be. I haven't talked to him yet. I was curious whether he was moving or closing altogether. I think it's just going to be online, but I, I've got to give him a call and find out. But yeah. he's a great guy. I hate that's an institution. I know. I I love his hot dog Saturdays, you know. (laughs) So you may want to give him a call and get him on. 
yeah. interview too. He'd be a great interview because oh, he great knows guy. so much. Yeah, well, he does. So. He's got a good background. If I could just open him up, but we're good friends, so I think he would oh, be open I think to so. me. And he has he has stories to tell you. That you probably would have to well uh, uh, adjust a. <laughs> if I could fly him with a few uh, drinks, perhaps he might open a little bit. Uh, oh, I think he'd open. It's a question of whether you'd want to air it or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I hope you enjoy the convention. Well, Looks we like that we're lining up to get our uh, name badges. Uh, T.J., Scott, Nancy, as hey, always. Nice to see, see you guys. You. Thanks. Enjoy the convention. Good. Thanks. Scotty out. So, I'm about to stand in line, and uh, who's here beside me but David Williamson. I haven't talked to you in a while. Hey, David. Scott. How are you doing? Fantastic. Last time you and I spoke, we, you were just doing the last show for the Illusionists in Houston. Uh, I was filling in for Hobson, I think, or something. No, that was another time. Oh, that was another but this time. This was the one uh, in which we were, oh boy. Remember, you were walking around and doing some strolling also, uh, some magic in the audience. Oh, yes. yes the, that's right. Oh, okay. Yes, of course. I always do that. They, you they don't really, ask me to do it, but that's the only time I get a chance. <laughs> to do card tricks for anybody anymore. But you were working with Chet Cox and also Jonathan... Uh, it was Chris Cox. And Jonathan... Uh, Jonathan Goodwin. Goodwin. And that was which, our U.S. tour yep. before co- right before COVID. And I was going to say, that was the last one you Yeah, we never got to down. finish that tour. We no. never got to California. Yeah, yeah, it was shut down in Oklahoma City. And I understand that during COVID that you found a new direction in life by being I a teacher. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, Bill Kalush has been wanting to be to teach online for years on yeah. his online yeah, university right. for um, Conjuring Arts... Yeah, ask Alexander. Uh, yeah, Alexander yeah, and I never, I said, I can't do it. And then COVID, he said, you're doing it. So I did five weeks. I loved it. I reconnected with the hobby of magic. I've been giving lessons. And then ever since then, I hung up my shingle, and I've been giving lessons online. So if you go to slight.school, not only will you find a, a place where you, I can give lessons, but it's a community I've started. We have over 500 members now. Holy cow. And we meet once a week uh, online. And there's the Zoom just a, thing? It's, a, it's called slight.schools, nine bucks a month. It's yeah. just a magic community of uh, sleight of hand and magic enthusiasts Asking who questions. get together online. Yeah. We ask questions. We have different posts about different things and mm-hmm. different topics. And yeah, check it out. That sounds like that's uh, a lot of fun. And uh, you lost a little bit of weight during COVID time. I did? Yeah. Didn't we all? <laughs> I went the other way. Oh, no. I knew I was going to start looking like Santa Claus if I didn't get out and start exercising a little bit. But So I, I did do okay then for a, uh, a while then as well. But uh, so you've been coming here. I know being an Ohio guy. I got, came here when I was 12 when Don Tanner was still running it. That's when I would follow around Paul Diamond and Goshman and all the greats, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm so glad that Josh and Andy kept it alive for the past 10 years. Do you have a particular Magi Fest that comes to mind that was one of, like, oh, man, the, the talent that year, the lineup was fantastic? I can't remember. It's all a blur. There's Is so it? many. My childhood was just, I came up here every year. Yeah. We always got snowed in. There was always horrible weather. <laughs> I just remember I followed Goshman around like a sucker fish <laughs> everywhere I went. And I remember Paul Diamond yelling at me. And I remember uh, Carol Fox being so kind. Of, I just, you know, and... and uh, just all, I always wanted to be a 60-year-old man because those were my heroes, right? Jay Marshall, Carol Fox, Paul Dime. And now I'm 61 years old, so I'm the old guy at Magi Fest. It's come full circle. So people are following I can yell. I can yell at the children now. Get out of here, kid. Yeah, leave me alone. Go get me a Coke. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get off my yard. That's right. Well, David, always good seeing you. Congratulations. You too. On, Thanks. Uh, this being, what, your 90th uh, Magi Fest? I don't know what it is. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a long time. Good to see you for the Magic Word Podcast. That was David Williams. Thank you. Scotty out. All right, buddy.
I just got my registration packet, and boy, there's a lot of people here today. And one of the people standing behind the registration desk, who has kind of uh, got a few minutes because it looks like uh, he is helping with the registration. So I grabbed a moment with a longtime friend who I have not seen in so long. I think you're out in California now. Jim Krenz. Hey, Jim. How are you, man? Excellent, Scott. And yourself? Now, I, I brought you here today because I want to know what your magic word is. <laughs> it, my magic word today, for today yes. is snow. My That's a good magic word for today. That's right. Snow. So, so it's good to see you, sir. Having some. It has been uh, good to, uh, over the last few years, you know, but I've been missing you. I don't get to see you like uh, I used to. You used to come to Fector's, you know, uh, regularly. I come and see you in Chicago. Are you? St- I mentioned California. Are you still in California? I'm still in Los Angeles right now. Okay. And, um, Software or kind of, uh, uh, no, IT? Some some company called Vanishing Oh, you're Vanishing Okay. Yeah. That's why I'm helping out here at the registration. I'm the administrator who's supposed to help troubleshoot in case there's a crisis. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Now, as I recall, the Vanishing Inc.'s offices were close to uh, Murphy's, uh, yes. kind of in that area, aren't they? In, in Rancho, uh, Rancho, in Rancho Cordova. Cordova. Yeah. Right, right. right. Um, yes, well, but it's also a worldwide company because not only do we have uh, Joshua in New York and we have Andy in London, we have our uh, warehouse in Blackpool, we have Rancho uh, Warehouse, there's potentially uh, going to be a, a emporium in that area. In where? In- um, in, in near Rancho. Oh, really? Yes. Um, that's so people can kind of come in like a magic shop, you mean, like a yes. regular employee. Well, you know, you know that they cr- currently have two brick and mortars that have been brought in. I did not know that. Where? No. Where? Really? No. Where? Tell you me. You didn't know that. Okay. Well, you heard of a small place called Pier 39 in yes, San Francisco. in San Francisco. Well, guess what? That's one. And you may have heard of a small place called Disneyland, <laughs> okay. where there's a magic shop on Main Street. Okay. Well, guess in what? Anaheim? That's the other one. Okay. Yeah. And they're both called what? Uh, they're the Houdini shops. Oh, okay. They've well, been brought Houdini. into the fold. Okay. So did you buy out the, uh, uh, was that Gino Minari that owned the Houdini shops before? I don't know. Magic shop? I don't know what's supposed to be publicly spoken about, so I'm just going to say probably. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what That's, the status is and all that. Uh, back to the, registration for just a minute. Do you know yeah. approximately about how many people are registered this year? A lot of people. Um, again, I'm not 100% sure if I should spout off numbers, but let's just say that it's going to be a big convention. Will it be over 1,000? How about that? Um, that's, you should ask Joshua and Andy I'm going to, whenever I, I see them, but I just, I'll get a more accurate number over there. Sure. But, uh, but the main thing is they have not restricted it to 500 as they have over the last couple of years at least. It's certainly over 500. Yeah. Um, because so they, the, idea is, that. the idea is that the convention is growing, and it definitely is growing well beyond yeah. 500. Yes. Right. So you're continuing to come up with some other uh, great ideas, I mean, just in your off hours as far as being your, your creative and brilliant mind that you've got of new things? Boy, you like to butter me up, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You're just looking for good comments. <laughs> yes. I was going to tell you to just edit your podcast better. <laughs> but, okay, putting jokes aside, uh, yes, uh, I'm always working on tricks, uh, practice and rehearse every day, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully there will be a couple of new items coming out as downloadable videos from Vanishing Ink Magic. Yeah, yeah, good. Now, sometime I probably need to sit down with you or at least maybe do a Zoom call with you or something to get a, an hour out of you because your background and people that you work with, I mean, you and Jay Marshall were very tight, I remember. Yeah, for 15 uh, years I yeah. worked for Jay and Francis Marshall. Right, and yeah. all the stories that you've got and you could talk about, I think we'd have a, a great conversation there. Sure, I'm, I'm full of it, so I'm... I'm <laughs> well, I've been told that. <laughs> and every time I'm around of it, you, you seem to spout that. So I'm glad. So, again, a lot of people over here, great convention, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, was there anything that was a particular hurdle for you personally to get over to get to do this right now, that you're glad that part is behind, or is there still something ahead of you that you're kind of thinking, when this is over, then I can take a breath? Wow, that's a good question. Um, 
I mean, right the logistics now, of everything that you had to do. But well, right now, the, the magnitude. A little it. bit of behind-the-scenes stuff is that sometimes there is politics involved. For example, in the dealer's room, hmm. where people will say, "Oh no, I I wanted this position or I wanted this size table," and little things like that creep up. That once we get past that little threshold, we'll make that a whole lot more pleasant. Okay. Um, so yeah. That's just simply a matter of managing things and making sure that politics don't outweigh people's needs. Yeah, I understand. And that may not be over for maybe a few more days because there may be some still some, I've, some hope, sorting. Hopefully by the end of today we should have at least most of it okay. polished off. <laughs> then at you least can relax can, and have a drink. We can hope. Okay. And some donuts. That's right. I'm with you all the way. So with the Magic Word Podcast, that's my buddy Jim Krenz. This is Scotty out. Thank you. Pleasure. So we've gotten, we're getting ready here for happy hour in just a few minutes, but before we uh, get down to the bar for our Magic and Martini Thursday night, I'm here with somebody who I really feel like is an old friend that I've known forever because we've chatted so much online, back and forth, and as soon as he comes across, I know immediately it's Mark James. Here he is now. Hey, Mark. How you doing, buddy? Scott, I, it's, uh, you know what? I'm blown away because I've heard you say words like that on the podcast so many times, and hearing it in real life, not through my headphones, has really freaked me out, but I'm really good. I'm excited to see you, man. Well, thank you. I'm excited to have a, time, a chance to chat with you because you have been one busy Lad. I mean, when we, I was first talking with you, uh, for the rest of the listeners to uh, know a little bit about Mark, I was going to put him on a lecture tour, and was, we were starting to get things all squared away, and he said, oh, I got something really great came, that came up for me to work on a cruise ship, yeah. and then you went to sea, and I said, completely understand, and it worked out really great for you. And that was 10 years ago. 10 years, we wow. We just worked uh, yeah. out, yes, yeah, yeah, time yeah. flies, and here we are at last, both in the U.S. <laughs> are you going to be doing something here for the convention? I'm performing tonight at 8 o'clock, I'm doing a full one-hour show, and oh my goodness. I'm lecturing on Saturday morning about that show okay to tell us what all that you do you know i like that that order because there are some conventions of which they have given a lecture and then when they perform it's kind of like you know they don't get the same reactions because they're not fools like oh i understand how that's done yeah so i'm glad that they're doing it well i try if that happens to do different material but actually my lecture at this convention is about how to build a show so i'm going to be talking about how to take the tricks that you have and turn them into a formal theater show what is needed to put a a full performance together rules you should follow and uh just how to how to take things to the next level really There's so much I really want to unpack with you, and I would like to do a full episode sometime. And I may I have to do that. it on the Zoom, or perhaps while you're here. Yeah, let's Maybe do if it. we can get to the room for, some, for about an hour, we can chat. Because I, I want to talk to you also one of the things about music. And you, I don't know if you're going to be getting into that and the importance of music. Have I you will use do, that yeah. Your, your that's a well? big part of the lecture, okay. yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely important as well. And so, as far as this being a Magi Fest, I'm assuming it's your first. It's my first American convention. I've performed what? at the Chicago Magic Lounge, House of Cards, Nashville. I performed at the Magic Castle. I've done a couple of Penguin Live lectures before, but this is the first time that I've done a magic convention in the U.S. And the first time I've lectured for people not as part of the Penguin Live brand. And and yet I feel as if you're a brother of mine. I mean, I I don't know why, but you you know, uh, so as far as Blackpool, I know that being in England, that's one you probably grew up with. I mean, there are a lot of people here who have come uh, to Magic Fest year after year because they live in the Midwest or whatever. I assume in England you probably grew up going to Blackpool all the time. Well, I didn't actually get into magic myself until I was 19 so I didn't and I worked for Mark Mason in JB Magic which is of course was in Blackpool at the time so I was working in a magic store all the time and I started going to Blackpool I think when I was 20 years old I'm 37 now so I've been a bunch of times I lectured at Blackpool in 2016 Mm -hmm. and I've only been a couple of times since because as you said I started doing cruise ships and going away and so those things have kept me away from conventions but it's a great huge convention and living so close to it is obviously a a huge bonus you don't have to get accommodation 
him. But uh, yeah, so I've been at Blackpool a bunch of times and lectured there once. It's a great convention. I was hoping to go last year and things didn't work out and this year it's not going to and I'm not sure I'm, I'm wanting some time to actually come over my plan is to come to England for a month okay. I went to Vegas for a month this last year and so next year my plan is I'm going to be going to France for a month and I'm just going to stay in Lyon and kind of use that as a headquarters but I do want to go and spend a month in some year in England yeah. you know and kind of well, if you do that too, it's because England's not that big, you know. I, know. I mean, if you've lectured there, <laughs> yeah, you drive in Texas for eight hours, you're still in Texas. But if you drive in England for eight hours, you're in a whole different country. I'm in Aberdeen. That's yeah, why. you can be in Scotland. You can. I mean, from where I live, I live near Manchester. Yeah, I can get to London in four hours. I can get to Scotland in two hours. Wales. I can get to Wales in one hour yeah. in my car. You know, it's it, everything feels close in England. Yeah. So that, that's kind of great. You are unusual, Mark, because when I talk with Thanks. people from England from the standpoint, they don't travel. I mean, I've okay. talked with people who said, you know, how far is it over? I I don't know. I really don't get out much. Well, you I, know, a, lot, I, a lot of my shows are in the UK, too, and I do. If you imagine like a cruise ship for American audiences, there's this thing called a holiday park. It's kind of like a cruise ship, but it's on land in that there's a theater and there's accommodation, but people go there and they stay in uh, like luxury trailers, but then every evening at 6 p.m. they will go and they'll watch a full evening of entertainment from 6 p.m. till 1 a.m., and I get booked in those as a paid-in act to do my full show one night a week, and I'll tour around those five or six nights a week. So I do like 200 shows a year but just driving around the, and they're all on the coast so I drive right. around the whole coast of the UK mm-hmm. uh, pretty much every single day doing those shows so that's kind of how so I So there travel. are other holiday camps I always think of Blackpool as being the big holiday camp but there are a lot of others similar to that but smaller I guess Well there's a lot of towns like Blackpool um England is famous for kind of the, the Victorian seaside resort, okay. so to speak. But within those resorts, there are places that are just a, a, a tiny little holiday village where you'll stay in that accommodation and go and see the shows every night. Yeah. And once you're in there, you don't have to leave at all. There's daytime activities, there's evening activities, there's a swimming pool, there are you know arcade machines, there's hmm. all sorts of things you can do. Leave. You know, yeah. horse riding, archery, you wow. name it. And mm-hmm. so there's probably 200 of those locations around the coast of the UK. And you work a lot. Of those. That's my bread and butter work. Yeah, so that, that causes me to drive hours every day to do those. So that's kind of why I've traveled so much within the UK. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spoil too much because I want to sit down, as I said, and go into more detail about some of that I'd and a lot of other that. things. We'll definitely do that. So with the Magic Word Podcast, I'm looking forward to seeing your show tonight at 8 o'clock. That was Mark James. This is Scotty Allen. So we are just having uh, Magic and Martini Happy Hour, and uh, one of the highlights... For me, is going to be the kickoff of the convention, who's going to start in just a few minutes, actually, at 5.30. It's going to be Charles Green III, and here he is now. Hey, Charles. How you doing, Scott? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited. Your book, is it still in the first printing, or have you printed the second one? It's first printing. We're nearing sellout. I've been very fortunate. It's been great. Yeah. And you've been uh, taking your lecture all over. Now, have you been lecturing? Let me just talk a little bit. First of all, tell the listeners who what about about Ionia or what, what your book is. We don't have that long. I know There's we so don't. so much there. Ionia is about the Princess of Magic. Ionia, a female magician from 1910 to 1913. She's the most recognized woman in magic. And both of her parents were magicians, and she's got an amazing story. There we go. And you're going to be talking about that tonight. My question is, yes. have you been lecturing to other groups outside of magic who are just history buffs? Or, yes. Okay. Like yes. to what type of groups and to whom and how do they? find you? Two groups that have to do with uh, film production, with circus, and I have a website, and I just reach out to people, and 
I love to tell this story, so that's how it works. Well, you're an excellent speaker, and so have you done a lot of speaking as far as like on the NSA, the National Speakers Association, or any of that? On a local, le- on a re- excuse me, on a regional level, yes, I have, and also for Toastmasters, I've done special sessions where I've been brought in to help them with their presentations. Okay. And so, as far as conventions, of course, I've heard you talk about this at the Collector's Convention, and you're going to yes. be in Cleveland. Are you going to talk again? you got more stuff that new? You're going to uncover there, it? No, there, there, there is more stuff. This is the great thing. I'm always and still looking. Really? And just this afternoon, I found another address from someone. Just today. Just today, <laughs> I found out the, like, the last address where Charles Devere lived. And I have a house. I have a picture. I have like these little agents. They're not little because they really do help me a lot. Yeah. These agents in different countries who I say, I need this address. I need this from an archive. And I've got a secret Ukrainian genealogist who is a pro. He's wow. wonderful. Michael Sieber. He's fantastic. Do you have a blog where people can go and kind of keep up with what's happening? In- I don't have a blog because it's just too much. But I do, of course, yeah. I'm on Facebook. And there will be new information. There will be another book coming out. But mostly really? focus on Charles Devere. Uh-huh. And there's a whole new, another story about him. Oh, my. Wow. Well, this is going to be exciting. You're going to be talking about that come, I guess, is it May or March? When, I don't know. I when, don't know when I'm going to talk about it. Whenever it's appropriate. When, well, I understand, but I'm not, I've forgotten when the uh, collectors is coming up at Cleveland. Expo? Yeah, the Expo is when? That's in May. In May. Yeah, so May. I'm, not, I'm not speaking in May. I will just be there. Okay. So but we'll I won't be there. speaking. Yeah, you're going to just got to hang out for a change. Uh, yeah, hang out. be wonderful. Because <laughs> you really don't go to a lot of conventions unless you're like this, where you're going to be doing something, because you're always busy baking uh, uh, French, bu- <laughs> French bread. Or, I mean, always busy or working, yeah, and you know, I love my family, yeah. but I love to speak, and I love to tell this story. It's an amazing story that has so many different facets about women in magic, circus, uh, tragedy, about divorce, about family relationships. One of the reasons why there's not a lot about Ione is that different generations of her family literally threw away, tore up, tossed out, burned archive information from that time that would be critical for our knowing more about their history, but for one reason or another, they destroyed it. So a lot of this is oral history that's been passed down? No, a lot of it's in uh, magazines and newspapers, and that's why the story has never been told before until you found someone who could really dig in, because it's in several different languages. It's in French, it's in English, it's in Swedish, it's in German. Oh my God. Uh, it's in, did I mention French again? I love French. Yeah, um, so it's an all, and it's like not just German, but old German. Not just Dutch, but old Dutch. So even once you find it, you have to have it translated by someone who really knows yeah. and old style and can give you a modern translation. I didn't mean to keep you too long. He's got a mic check, I know, right now, because he was saying, folks, that he's got to go. But we were just having our magic I of love martini. I about Ionia. I know. I got just cranked up over here. I love hearing about that. So that's why I don't have to read the rest of the book. <laughs> you know, it's been funny. Having read the book like hundreds of times before it went to print, I have still not read it through totally since it's been in print. I'm like about a third of the way in. But I use it every day for reference because people always ask me things. I'm checking information. If I find new information, I'm checking it against what I've got. I've got new pictures. I had pictures of Charles Devere as a child and his parents. Pictures of them. Wow. Now, do you spend more time researching and looking after Ionia than you do with your poster collection? Because I know you've got a vast poster collection. I am totally focused on Ionia and the family Devere. Although someone will say, hey, you know, Charles might know this. And, of course, I've got to go look it up because I'm that kind of guy. Yeah, because when I, it comes to a few people, for an example, I think of Houdini, I think of uh, John Cox. And when I think of uh, Doug Henning, I'm thinking of Chip Romero. So when I'm thinking of Ionia, obviously, it's Charles Green III. So, well, it's know. definitely me. And I tend to focus because her story is so European-based. Yeah. I tend to focus on European magicians, especially if they're in France. I've got a lot of French connections, and that really helps a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love the movie French Connection, by the way, just a side. But <laughs> it's always good having you uh, you come here and whenever I get a chance to see you. So No, this is really good. I was looking forward to seeing you here. We are going to catch you up. We're going to we have will. dinner or something. We will. Okay. Love you, man. All right. So for the Magic Word Podcast, I was Charles Green III. Scotty out. <laughs>